passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bitch, the nigga sticking your chick, pulling tricks, looking slick at all times when I'm flipping. Bar sipping, car dipping, Grant Wood grain gripping, still tipping on still tipping on four rolls, four rolls, four rolls, four holes, and no hacking, and no hacking, four blowing on that endo. GameCube, Nintendo, five percent tint, so you can't see up in my window. These niggas don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock nine handy. Up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss, bell buckle under my Mitchell and S. Oh, Gucci shades up on my braids when I escalate. When I'm riding spree wheel, sliding like an escapade. I got it made, the big boss of the north. Ain't shit change, I still represent with your house, huh? I'm tipping, wood grain, I'm gripping, catch me lying, switching with the paint dripping, turn your neck and your day ain't missing, me and Slim, we ain't tripping, I'm figure flipping and sir sipping, like do or die, I'm pole pimping, car stop, rims keep spinning, I'm flipping, drop with invisible tops, hoes bobble, my drop step out, I'm shaking the block with 418s, candy green with 11 screens, my gasoline always supreme, got Dodo the brand with a pain of lean, it tastes grinding to be a king, it tastes grinding to be a king, first round drop piece coming, who is Mike Jones coming, slap Hello, hello. Welcome to the program. One and only, you can't control me. Sorry, we're starting a little late, but not really. We got the uh, pussy caper on, I think, at 10.16, so don't yell at me. But also, I understand if you're a little upset. But we uh, we will go a little over. We will do the we will do our due diligence when it comes to time, because we have a lot to cover. Because uh, I've been... I don't want to say demoted, but, you know, uh, we used to off the rails used to be twice a week, then three times a week, then twice a week. And now it's just uh, just once. So I'll give it a couple months. Thank you. Till it's zero. I mean, I didn't say that. I don't want it to be zero. I really enjoy doing the show, especially on Fridays, because it's just the best way for me to kickstart the weekend is get some shit off my chest that's been building up Monday through Thursday, maybe a little bit of Friday even, and then you just go into the weekend feeling completely free. This is very, um, I know the word is cathartic, but I feel like Bubba uses a different word. Catharsis. Whatever it may be. Yeah. 81390-Bubba if you'd like to call in and contribute to the so conversation. you're saying it's like a catheter. <clears throat> Pretty much. So, uh, yesterday was a great day. Was it? Was it because Lummy had his baby? Obviously. No. Oh. But good guess. No, I mean, that's great. That was great. Yeah, you know, but that was, that's not really what I'm referring to. And not that I am the type of person 
to celebrate other people's misfortunes. Just kidding, I am. <laughs> no, oh but God. that is, yeah. Um, wow. Something unfortunate happened to a person. Aww. Not health. Like, I don't wish it, like cancer. I'm, I'm not that much a piece of a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit, but I have my limits. Okay. But when it comes to things like they didn't get what they want or maybe they lost a job. <gasps> uh oh. You know, listen, and I'm not the type where there's people I'm envious of, sure. But it's one of those things where I get mad at myself for having certain thoughts, like if I'm jealous. Like I had some jealous thoughts yesterday and I go, Anna, stop that. Okay. I can kind of self police. Okay. I go, that's not a nice thought. Stop being an angry, bitter piece of shit. Um, but then there's things like this where I openly celebrate with those close to me. Maybe some, yeah, some, some people have been guessing. I won't confirm or deny, but you're right. Um, someone that either got me fired, uh, directly or was, uh, an associate in the effort to get me fired, which by the way, so grateful every fucking day <laughs> right so grateful that and it's so funny i was talking to somebody yesterday about this like the smallest decisions and have the just the most mm-hmm. it like unimaginable consequences good and bad and this was both because initially when i got fired i'm like oh so that's my career and now it's over mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then you just have certain people in the right place at the right time that you know, you befriended or whatever that want to do something nice for you. And at the time, you know, that that was Seth. He was my dude. <clears throat> we had kept in contact even after he quit at the bone. We had a, a great relationship. I mean, I spent, I think, Christmas night at his family's pl- place, like whatever. So when this was going down, when I was in limbo, I was contacting him and he was like, I can talk to Bubba for you. I said, great. But I was still really worried because that to me was... Um, network suicide. Like I knew that all of my contacts that I had garnered for the last four years were going to just disappear in an instant. I didn't know I was going to be getting better contacts. I didn't know I was yeah, upgrading like exactly. fucking Beyonce stat. Upgrade me, upgrade me. I didn't know that. So you know, you're you're scared of the devil. You, you you're you're more scared of the devil you don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yesterday. Someone who played a part in me getting terminated for a fucking tweet, which looking back on it, very benign. Like at the time, I'm like, I can't believe I wrote something. And then you start to doubt yourself because when enough people call you a racist or a bigot or whatever, when I was going through the hurricane epilepsy, like you're a fucking total piece of shit. I hope you die. Like you read that enough and you start to believe it. Okay. I was watching. <clears throat> That's why I've been texting you all that time. I, I was uh, I was watching uh, Joe Rogan, as let me call him. Okay. And he had Amanda Knox on. Do you know who that is? Of course. The Italian chick, not yeah. the Italian chick, but she was a uh, in Italy. In jail. Got, got pinned for her roommate's uh, murder. murder. How long was she in jail for? I I didn't hear that. Six part. or eight months or something. I don't. I didn't watch any of it, so I don't know. No, but I mean, do you remember from the story? I don't. I I want to say like was it less than a year? I thought I, it was more than that. I don't remember. Whatever, but she was interrogated to the point, and at the time she's a twenty-year-old uh, exchange student. She said her her Italian was probably at the level of a fifth grader, and she said that when she was interrogated, uh, like four years. Yeah, I knew it was more than a year. Yeah, so she was in prison for four years in an Italian prison, and finally was released. Um, and she was saying when she was interrogated, it, it was to the point where, and they were saying things to her like, 
try to remember how you murdered her. Like, they weren't even saying you did it. They were just saying, try to remember how you murdered her. Right. They say that to you enough, and she was telling Joe this, like, they say that to you oh, enough, yeah. you start to think, you start to question your own sanity. And that's why they like to do interrogations, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours long, because... 53 in, in like, three days. Well, but, or, no, I mean, like, but in one session. But, yeah, and they'll... they'll it keep... was 53 hours, like, in, 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 like, a three or four day. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, because they break you down until you confess, like, even if you didn't do it. Yeah. So, again, I don't know quite how they do things in Italy. Obviously, it's a little bit different than how they do things here. Right. But she was saying, you know, you you get called a murderer enough, you start to question your own sanity. And she's like, well, did I fucking do it? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I blacked out and forgot. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Maybe I was convinced. Maybe I don't remember. Because they were basically pinning her as like this drunken party girl. Mm-hmm. And she was, I think she even had an alibi. Like she was with her boyfriend who was italian and they stumbled on the not there was a couple people that stumbled on the body mm-hmm. but she wasn't there i guess had an alibi but you know they basically pinned her as like this drunken slut and that the girl who died i forgot what her name was had had told her like hey you're a drunken slut and then that was supposed to anger her and she was then killed her like that was the story mm-hmm. so she was saying you know it, it oh what do we got here Tommy Radio 7. Am I reading that? Yeah. Ardito? Ardito. Uh, what is that? 200 and some bits? Yep. <clears throat> Appreciate you. So, basically, when pe- when enough p- people call you a, like a racist or a bigot because you make a dumb tweet, and I'll tell you the tweet right now, like it's not even that fucking bad. So, George Floyd, it was, I always tell people it was timely and not tasteful. Okay. Sure. George Floyd had just died, and I'm getting red-pilled hard, right? Because the week prior, you're out in the streets protesting because you want to go to work. You're a piece of shit. You're a grandma killer. And guys, I I was like, okay, this is how diseases spread. Stay the fuck home. And then a week later, George Floyd, Floyd dies, and there's people, thousands of people protesting, obviously looting. No one's for that. Or, you know, some people, the people that are doing it love it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, rioting. I'm not for that. Free shit. Mm-hmm. And you have the same nurses who are telling people to go the fuck home are applauding people on the streets for protesting racism in America, social justice. And I was just like, what the fuck? The virus isn't woke. What's going on? And at that point, I'm getting like red pill. People are dying of COVID by getting run over by a vehicle, like vehicular manslaughter. And they, they do an autopsy. Yeah. They have COVID. Oh, they died of COVID. Because mm-hmm. I guess the hospitals, get, you know, we're getting kickbacks. I don't know how you get a kickback from a dead body, but... Usually yeah. you have to die at the hospital or be at the hospital, be admitted. But whatever the case may be, they were maybe they were just trying to scare the public. Maybe it's just a propaganda thing like, hey, all these people are dying of COVID, but also from buses. So everyone was dying of COVID at the time. <clears throat> I think COVID just entered Florida like it, it like less than a month in. I remember the first place it hit was Sarasota. I remember reading that and being like, oh, shit, it's yeah, here. There's one answer. Yeah. It's here. Uh, and it was that. like, there's three. And then there was one girl in Tampa. We had her on. And I remember we were interviewing her and she got it in like January or February of 2020. We're like, how was it? I can't believe you survived it. Little did we know, literally everyone we know has had COVID now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Pretty at the much. time it was new. It's scary. Whatever. I didn't know shit. N- neither did anybody else. No. So. I, I don't, like when I had it a year plus later, like it wasn't fun. And, like, I was still, like, I wasn't worried at all because I knew I'd be fine. But it's, like, you never know. There's a part of you that's, like, this could take a turn for the but, worst. But back then, when it was, like, I, I couldn't imagine getting it then. Yeah. Th- and this bitch was feeling sick in, I think she landed in JFK airport, like, from, she was in Italy or Europe or something. Comes back, is in JFK. She's saying, I feel sick as shit. 
maybe I shouldn't get on a flight. And the, the whoever the airline just said, yeah, don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, you're fine. She gets on the flight, comes to Tampa, and that's, I guess, how they brought it to Florida. Mm-hmm. Which, it would have been here anyway. But. It would have been here anyways. But anyways, so we interviewed this girl. Her name was like Kaylee or something. She's pretty hot. My buddy Will was all about it, about it. He's like, let's have her on every week. I'm like, okay, we don't need fucking weekly COVID updates. So that was going down. And then the George Floyd thing happens. And obviously that was a huge explosion. We all remember the riots everywhere. But I mean, it obviously happened in Minneapolis where the incident occurred. And then it just started erupting everywhere. New York, San Francisco, L.A. So um, then it comes out a week later after George Floyd dies. Now, mind you... In my boss's defense, which I don't often do, mm-hmm. he did call me uh, and he said, hey, this is kind of the uh, the tone we're taking, the the take we're having at, collectively on the bone. And, uh, you know, just be very fucking careful how you manage this. Okay. He told me this. I, I'll admit that. He told me that. Mm. I go, yeah, I got it. He goes, don't fu- don't fucking start fanning flames. And you, I know how you do it. Now, he talked to every single person, but I feel like there was probably more emphasis with me because, you know, <laughs> they've had issues. <laughs> yeah. Because you're a fucking loose cannon sometimes. That's sometimes, why. Sometimes, yes. Um, and he kind of knows everybody's political stance yeah. on the bone. Whether you come out and say, I'm a staunch Republican, probably not. But, you know, you you discuss current events, guns, abortions, social justice, race issues. So, you know, he tunes in from time to time, not often when it comes to my show. But when he gets complaints, that's usually when he starts listening to the show. Of course, yeah. So he tells me, hey, like this is kind of the stance where I go, I totally understand. And I think I even made a few jokes and he like wasn't having it. Like, Mm -hmm. don't practice on me so you can do this tonight sort of thing. <clears throat> that's the uh, impression I got. He was not in... I remember, like, cracking a joke. I'm like, yeah! And he was just like, okay. And, like, you got it, on it. Like, you, you got it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. <clears throat> I didn't got it. I didn't got it. So... That's real surprising. <clears throat> so, yeah. I make this tweet, which was, by the way, because people ask me all the time. Um, so, it came, it, about a week after George Floyd died, it, it came out that he had COVID, right? And it was... Uh, I, I realized that actually wasn't even my brainchild. I don't want to say, you know, who... Uh, whose brainchild it was, but the idea was born that wouldn't it be interesting if they tried to pin this as a COVID death? Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to this person, do you want to tweet that or should I? Literally said that. I remember having that conversation. Do you want to tweet that or should I? Because it's really fucking funny. That's what I said. Well, I mean, and to be honest, Mm -hmm. around that same time, there was a lot of people (laughs) tweeting basically the same thing. Probably. Um, and so, and at that time, it was pretty obvious that he did not die of COVID. At, at, this was, again, before the toxicology report was released, where it was like, did he die of fentanyl? Did he die from asphyxiation from Chauvin's knee? Uh, again, it, it was come to the determination that, you know, he was murdered by Derek Chauvin. <clears throat> I would say that Derek Chauvin's knee on the neck certainly didn't help. What exactly killed him at yeah. what moment? I, I don't think you'll ever, you're ever going to know for sure. Mm-mm. But nevertheless, um, neither neither good having fentanyl in your system and a knee on your neck. Anyways, um, I went, oh shit! What if they try to pin this as a COVID death? I we should tweet that. That's great. So I I posted if if they try to pin George Floyd's death as a COVID death, I'm gonna loot myself. Now, not only did I write that, but I also linked a an article with his face on it, oh. which I think didn't help. Like seeing like I was, it was like I was. At least it was explained to me. It was like I was making light of a a person's death. 
<clears throat> like a flippant remark about someone who was brutally murdered. But sure. really, I was trying to say these fucking assholes might try to spin this that he died of COVID because at that point people were getting mowed over by SUVs and they're like, oh, that person died f- from COVID. It's like, well, no, they died with COVID in a motori- mm-hmm. motorcycle accident. Anyways, <clears throat> some people alerted the bosses because I have a feeling, a sneaking suspicion that both my bosses, the higher ups, who both had young children and still do, that they probably were not perusing my Twitter at 11 p.m. at night. I feel like they had That's maybe better better things to do. You know, when Keith Lawless starts following you at like 11.15 at night on a Tuesday, oh. he was probably uh, woken up from slumber and said, uh, hey, we got a situation on our hands. So... Again, I don't want to say with full certainty who notified the, you know, the people, but we can say with, I would say, 95 to 98% certainty who at least alerted the authorities as to who was the snitch, who was the rat. And it could have been a collective of two or three people. I know for sure. And it's like, Anna, how do you know? It's like, well, uh, these people don't really cover their tracks too well. Let's just say Mm, that. No. They start asking questions. Basically, what happened the day after when I was put on limbo probation, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of told to me, hey, don't come in tomorrow. And then that next day I would call, you know, my bot Brennan would call me and say, don't come in on Thursday or Friday. And then on Monday, he called me, don't come in today. And then that's how it was. So every day I'm literally just shitting myself. Do I have a career? Do I not? Do I have a job? Do I not? Do I have to make an apology? I also have a few other incidents under my belt. Like what the fuck is going to happen to me? I don't know. So <clears throat> these people didn't cover their tracks too well because uh, someone started asking questions to the men that I worked with. And it was like, well, how did you know about that? Mm-hmm. Asking questions about like, oh, is uh, what's going on with the honest situation? Literally the next day. How would you know about that? Sure. Because nothing's been said. The show hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Literally just, you know. Johnny and Will walk in the door to, to do a show. I could have been in the bathroom. Right. You don't know where I am. And now they fired you in person, right? No. Oh. On Zoom. Oh, you got fired via Zoom. That must be what they do a lot then. I've heard. Yeah. They do. Anywho, so um, one of the guys says to, I think, you know, Will and Johnny, so what's going on with the Anna thing? And they're like, how do you know about that? Why, why would you know about that? Mm-hmm. Allegedly, it should just be Anna, us. John Brennan and Keith Lawless, like just those people. Mm -hmm. And I knew it wasn't any of the listeners because the my the Twitter response was like a few likes and like a comment. Sure. It wasn't like an explosion like it was with Hurricane Epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So it was like, huh, how would you how would you know about that? And then he's like, oh, you know, just stuff gets around. It's like, no, (laughs) no. If you're not involved, things don't just get around that. Not that. Yeah. And especially to that person who is a phone screener. Mm hmm. Why would the phone screener know? Like maybe if Calta or you know whatever, but if the how does a phone screener on a on a, a night show know about this? That seems a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were a few other things that were you know suggested and and said about me that makes me think that these people were out to get me, perhaps. Anywho, the person, one of the persons involved, I, I don't know if it's a. Uh, patience here. I don't know if it was the guy that made the phone call or if it was just someone who planted the idea or someone who was in association or whatever the case may be. I know it wasn't a listener. 
I know it was someone that worked there, and I'm pretty fucking sure I know who it is. And this person was causing problems for me and many people at the station. So I found out yesterday that that person no longer has a job. <clears throat> and um, I, I feel bad. like it's it's probably not good to, you know, be celebrating other people's um, short, I don't want to say shortcomings, but, you know, misfortunes, say. Well, either word works. Probably. But karma's a bitch, bitch. That's what I would say. Hmm. Karma's a bitch. I don't even fucking believe in karma, by the way. Do you? I like caramel. Okay. Or is it caramel? <laughs> Do you believe in karma? No. I don't either. I mean, I, again, it's like kind of like you, though, but like I'll say it, but like I really don't think like it yeah. doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a Taurus. Like it's, it's silly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would like to know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not I'm not that curious. Uh, I'm not going to do like a poll or anything, but people who subscribe to <clears throat> Zodiac Signs, Astrology, stuff like that. I can't imagine guys at all. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't I, I've never heard a man say, oh, like I'm such a Scorpio. Like I've never I've seen it on dating profiles, but I think that's just a, they think that they're going to connect with women on that level, which many of them will. I don't get it, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Excuse me. Probably not the healthiest thing to do to celebrate somebody else's misfortune. Now, to be fair, I do. Fe- is it is it possible to feel bad for someone like intensely bad for someone that you ex- dislike extremely i would say yes you know i, I hold on wait, say that again now like is it possible to feel bad for someone who you extremely dislike like yeah. have have sympathy and em- sympathy for them but also you, you despise can. them you can for sure because also like they are the way they are for whatever reason and i can feel bad for the reasons that led them on that trajectory of who they are as a person and I know that this person has dealt with a lot of hardships in their life, and I think that that's awful and terrible. But at the end of the day, like, that doesn't excuse you for being a fucking asshole. Right. You know, and that doesn't excuse you for trying to pin things on me that in this society we are not are not fun and not funny to be pinned as a racist or a bigot, mm-hmm. you know. It's almost worse being called a racist than it is a pedophile because now pedophiles is like it's a, a sexual orientation. I'm <laughs> kidding, kind of, but like. No, you, that's true, though. You know, some people will say, oh, well, that's their fucking orientation and don't they're part of the LGBT. It's like, I don't think you want to claim them. I don't think that's a good idea for your organization uh, to be claiming no. them. Trans, fine. Gay, fine. Lesbian, fine. Bi, fine. Pedophile, not fine. That's not. No. We don't want to go there. That's not part of the plus. It's not a good look. It's not part of the plus. Don't add an extra P on that. More of a negative. It's more, yeah, it's less of a plus, more of a negative. Um, so I found out this person was let go, and I, I almost feel guilty. No, I don't. I need to stop lying to you. I don't feel guilty at all. I was, I was really happy about it because I'm like, that's what you fucking get. That's what you get. You try to fuck with my livelihood. You try to fuck with my career, and a year and some change later, it bit you in the fucking ass. That's what happens. That's what happens. Now, again, I don't believe in karma. I do believe in probability and math. Okay. So if you do enough shit to people, sometimes yeah. it comes to bite you back in the ass. Okay, <clears throat> I'll go with that. And that's just kind of a numbers game. And there are... I believe in mathematical karma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, basically what, that's basically what you just said. It's more just like probability, but yes, right. I like the way you said it. Can you say that again? <laughs> I believe in mathematical karma. 
I do it. It's so fucking funny. I feel like I, sometimes I impersonate myself, do, you doing me. It's a weird inception of impersonations. My, and my impression of you like sounds nothing like you. Is that the funniest part? Yeah, but it started out being you in the back of a trike, two thousand feet in the air, needing to pee. <laughs> it just kind of evolved into basically everything. But it kind of. Bob Army grew one hundred fourteen. But listen, all stereotypes are rooted in truth. So right. right. Yeah. So I, I again, I didn't feel, I, and then it's one of those things. Where I'm like, oh no, like that's really shitty. Like this person has been through a lot, and they've dealt with a lot emotionally, physically, etc. But also, like I said, it's like I go back and forth. I go, well, also that doesn't excuse you for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. That doesn't excuse you for trying to pin me as something that is almost unfalsifiable. Like if you're called a racist and so, and people fucking believe it. You you can't not oh. you, you can't prove you're not a racist. And like one of the worst looks is to walk around going, "I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I have black friends." Right, and that's like, like the worst thing that you can say. Like, yeah, like how friends. are you going to prove that you're not a racist? Exactly, exactly. It's unfalsifiable because yeah. then people go, "Oh, look, she just is going out with the black guy right. to prove she's not racist, but yeah. it's a cover." Yeah, oh, look, she's racist. a black kid, but that's she's still racist. Right. Like the people that are like one of the guys in the, in the Proud Boys, I think, married a black. He's a white guy, but he married a black woman, had black kids, right. and people. Were calling him racist, yeah. and he's like, "I have a black wife and black kids," and like, doesn't mean you're not a racist. It's like, <sighs> well, that's a pretty interesting flex. To how far are you going to go? You're going to marry a black woman and have black babies, but still, people are going to claim that you don't like black people. I mean, like it's just a beard for your racism. Like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, you have to live ninety percent of your life. Uh, hi, pretending that you're not racist. Oh, I hate these doing, kids. These black kids. Yeah, they're they're your you kids. Hate? Yeah, that's stupid. Um, what's his name? He's a white guy, but he's kind of like a black comedian. I forget his name, but he... Clayton Bixby? No. <laughs> no. He was like, he's like this... Say his name in chat. It's... N- I forget what his name is, but he's he said that he had... He married a black woman. He had black kids. And then he said it was always really awkward when he would discipline them in public. Because <laughs> people would be like, why is this... Why is this white guy? And he was like white with like blonde hair. Like he well, couldn't yeah, be whiter. Because he had a white pointed hat on and a hood yeah. and was beaten with a whip. That's Gary a bad... Owen, thank you. Uh, what's your name? Joey uh, Clyde or whatever. Yeah, that that's his name. Gary Owen. He he married a black woman. And I know I know Bill Burr also married a black woman. But mm-hmm. I was talking about Gary Owen, and he would just say it was it would be really awkward when he have Dave to. Dave Chappelle. No, Dave Chappelle did not marry. Did not marry. Uh, no, actually, he married a Filipino. Oh, so, yeah, I was the Asian. I don't know where, but... Yeah, Filipino. Okay. It's like, the, I've heard that's the Mexico of Asia. Not my words. Right. The Mexico of Asia. What What okay. did the... Uh, do you believe in... Ha, 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 no. Yes, I'm a... You, stop! You don't... Don't do that. What? You're fucking leading them to be like, ha, ha, no, and well, yes, duh, I'm a sucker. I wanted to say... I wanted to come out how I like it. You can't uh, lead the the witness. You absolutely can. Face. That's why I did it like that. All right, we'll take a few phone calls. I have a feeling I know which direction this is going to go. But hello, who's this? No, I'm not going any direction. It's oh, okay. I was just—you kind of hit what I was going to talk about, so I'm just kind of was going to ask you about isn't it that feeling because I've been snitched on before. I used to sell things, and I was—it was a no process in the end. But when isn't that feeling great when you know the person who told on you or the person who that just that feeling you get when the instant karma, which not karma, or just things coming back around giving right. like the guy who told on me got charged with prostitution Hell and i'm like yeah. dude that is so great you snitched on me for a little bit of selling trees and you get a prostitution charge yep. Love it. it's great so, isn't it it feels good yeah. it feels like justice has been served in the universe other people's like you know how they say other people's pain causes some people's pleasures That's so yeah true. 
So y'all have a good one, man. Have All a good right. weekend. Thank you, good Track luck, Me. Kenny. Thank yep. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, he's totally right. And and I almost felt bad for like a say. First off, when anything happens that's like drama based or whatever it, with the bone with us or if it's just like a point of interest, obviously like the dopamine sent the reward centers in my brain certainly light up cuz it's just a point of interest. Yeah. But then when it got the extra kicker that was someone that fucked me over, then it was like, yeah, baby. And it was funny cuz like I was kind of dragging ass yesterday. I was tired cuz I have I'm just bad about going to bed on time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I mean, I, I think I still had coffee, but I mean, that definitely put a little pep in my step. We had Celius, remember? Yeah, we, we shared a Celius. <laughs> we'll get into that too after this call, I think. We'll we'll discuss some stuff. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Gary. Oh, fuck. Please tell me, please tell me after the one million tweets I've sent that it was SBK. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Thanks, Gare Bear. Love you. Have a great weekend. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I can't say it. Hello, who's this? I'm calling for the monster truck tickets. The correct answer is... Hey, Iggy, what's up? What's up, fucky? I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday to the Garrison family. I, I know. I hate to change the subject. No. I just wanted to give my lum lum and Ashley some love. I'm going to walk her... Uh, I, I like the show, the direction your show is going today. Uh, I, would, I was hoping for some relationship advice. But oh, that's coming up next. next I'm glad. Maybe Thank you for segueing. Maybe next time. You're doing you're doing great. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank I mean, you, sir. I know you're really you're really missing Lum Lum being there with the uh, with the hype trains and all that. But I uh, am. But thankfully, we didn't get any today. No, I'm kidding. I mean, we didn't. But imagine you know. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lummy is the secret sauce. Can't deny that. Exactly. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. See you again. Bye, eggs. Uh, yeah. Um, I was gonna get into. I mean, not really relationship talk, but I mean, I wish it wasn't. I keep getting hot and cold because I wanted to I wear my sweatshirt because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be matching because that doesn't lend any. Oh my god! And it doesn't help that everything. It's like fucking communist China in this bitch now. I can't feel like I can't say anything because there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. <clears throat> But um, at this point, and I don't even know if I really want to, or if you even want to talk on the matter or not, but like, I'll just say for myself, honestly, completely, and I, I'm probably sure that you can tell too, like, it doesn't bother me, the the you and I thing. Right. Because here's the thing, like, I I got desensitized completely. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't bother me anymore when people are like, oh, something going on. At first it did, obviously, because I, yeah, I just didn't want any of that. I'd like to have a private life, sort of, you know, shit. Right. But now, you know, you, you talk about it enough, and it makes everybody uncomfortable, and I'm sorry. Blitz and I have a very good connection. We get along great. Um, And, you know, when Bubba tries to pin us into a corner, at least I'll speak for myself, pin me into a corner and answer questions, it used to make me really uncomfortable on the matter. But listen, it happened the first time and the second time, the 60th time it happens. (laughs) Right. You just, you don't care anymore. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll play with it. Yeah, it's great. Making out in the parking lot. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of the situation right now. Um, Does it, does it bother you? Does it, does it upset you? Uh... No. Okay. Just no. We can move on. Uh, eight one three ninety Bubba. But again, I hope you know. I I don't wish the worst on the person that <laughs> lost their job. But also, of course, clearly no. Uh, also, it's just you know what what goes around comes around. I suppose. <clears throat> Mathematical uh- karma. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I was definitely on the phone with a few people yesterday kind of asking about, you know, what's going on with contracts and paying out and, yeah. and just kind of getting an overall idea of the situation over so there. So it's funny because I, I heard about this as well. So I called a few friends that I know and the one friend was like kind of implying that like Bubba put me up to this. And I'm like, no, no, no. At I that said, point, Bubba didn't even know. And I, I said, I want to be very clear. Like, I don't think Bubba has any idea. I'm just interested for me. Like, I don't care about anything else. Like, like nobody has asked me to ask you. Like, I just, I just want to know because, like, I, I want to hear some dirt. Because I'm a curious person. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> and I, like, I didn't, I didn't. Even and you know got Bubba some knew. information that you then uh, parlayed to me. A little bit, <clears throat> which was nice. So, uh. It's it's, it's kind of like when someone breaks up with you and then they downgraded mm-hmm. sort of a thing, mm-hmm. you know, like they they are like, no, I don't want you anymore. They discard you and then they date like some gross white piece of trash with like six kids and they're going mm-hmm. nowhere in their life and they're miserable. That is always fun. That's it's a always laugh. it's always fun when not something tragically bad happens to an ex depending on the ex i suppose but like it's always kind of fun we're like oh you got fat or like oh you're dating a chick and she has like i don't know you know she's got issues or her eyes are too far back. whatever the case may be it's just cool to see that they're not as good as they were doing as when you were in the picture and that's exactly how the situation is you know with with me in the bone and i don't wish you know demise at the station i understand a lot of people's livelihoods rest upon it but i don't care (laughs) you broke up with me sir and i'm not happy about it although i'm so fucking grateful it happened because you kind of learn that you know maybe it wasn't as good as it seemed Mm -hmm. maybe i wasn't going anywhere and i can tell you i knew i wasn't going anywhere um when kelta's uh, contract got renewed in 2019. I remember exactly where I was, and I remember thinking, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And that's when I started applying to jobs all over the place. I almost got picked up in Houston, didn't go, thankfully. That would have been a fucking, I would have been doing just regular ass radio. Hey, are Bubba's glasses up there anywhere? Yeah. Okay. I gotta get right up to him. I'll be right back. Okay. <clears throat> Do your thing. Um, I remember exactly where I was, and I was actually vying for. Dinah's position. I don't know if you guys know or remember Dinah, but unfortunately she passed away, I think, last yeah, year. Peace. Oh. I thought you were leaving. No. I had to just give him the glasses. Oh, okay. Uh, I just, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but yeah, so I was vying for that position in, in Houston. I made it a few interviews in, and then I, I pulled myself out. And I remember my dad called me a Renaissance woman, as he does from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, how much would you be making? And I told him kind of like a ballpark Mm. and he goes, wow, you're really um, renaissance. But what I realized is this, that if you don't like the environment in which you live, you need a like, I don't even know if there's sure there's everybody has their, you know, price Mm -hmm. point. But if I'm a millionaire in Detroit, like I don't care because it sucks to live there six to seven months out of the year like it's uncomfortable so like you're not you're not winning when you're just every day is a struggle sort of a thing Mm -hmm. when it's 
gets dark at 4.30 and it's cloudy for four months and nobody wants to go out and it's snowing and you're you know spinning out on the road every time you try to go to the fucking grocery store that's you're not winning and the most people that live in the detroit or that live in the midwest were born and bred there so they don't know any better you know sure then there are people like you know a a few people i know i don't want to say i escaped because i'm not from there i'm from san diego so i knew good weather i leave to go to a place that's a shithole and then i'm like i gotta get the fuck out out of here asap rock because it really it sucks your your soul out of you yeah i mean i've never been to either places but i can only imagine just from what i've seen that going from california to detroit weather wise would just not be cool i just let alone all the other shit there yeah yeah on top of the fact that it's a a dangerous place to be metro detroit's not that bad like detroit gets a bad rap and it is a piece of shit but like a lot of the surrounding areas is like you got to think like old motor city money yeah so there's places like, if you're from the area, Bloomfield Hills, Birmingham, 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 Birmingham. Um, Royal Oak is really nice. Rochester Hills is really nice. <clears throat> These areas, there's a lot of money in some of the metro Detroit areas, which is just really bizarre because I think Oakland County, which is the county I lived, I think it was like the second or third most affluent county in the nation. Like, But then you drive 20 minutes south to Detroit City and it looks like Bosnia, looks like fucking Afghanistan. So it's very confusing. Um, But yeah, if you hate your life in a city, just because, you know, because you're making 80, 90 thousand dollars a year in a city you hate, I don't think that to me, that's not a win. No, not at all. There's just things that are like more important, like good weather, sunshine. Like I fucking love Florida so much i really 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 do i never want to leave here as a home base you know mm-hmm. i mean i may never be able to leave here because they may be requiring vaccinations <laughs> for domestic flights but that's neither here nor there um i'm glad if i have to be stuck anywhere it's here i don't want to leave i love this place so much and i'm trying to recruit all of my cool friends to come live here i tell all my other friends this place sucks that's okay good call i'm like hey one. friend that's fucking crazy that lives on another planet it's bad right no one is here is yeah, Ain't they it. should go to like Vegas or something. Um, <laughs> but you, you've asked me like, like haven't you wanted to leave and go live somewhere else? I'm like, well, kind of, but also like, why? I still don't really get that with you. I mean, I love San Diego. That's a pretty fucking cool place. It's not Florida though. Y- yeah, but it's really like I would say people probably prefer San Diego to here because less humid, just weather wise. It's the you cannot beat San Diego. Humidity it's the doesn't, best. doesn't bother me. Okay, but it, do you mean it? Yes, it does. Shut the fuck up. Yes, it does. If it's like super fucking, we've walked outside and you're like, oh God, I can't even fucking breathe. It's like getting choked out by, you know, moisture. But San Diego is fucking dry and it's nice. It's I'm not temperate. That big of a paper fucking tiger. Well, it's just uncomfortable is what I'm saying. But I left there because it was just like, I just need to spread my wings and fucking fly, man. I want to fly away, you know? So uh, to me, that's, to me, that's odd because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like most, Young people usually, for most people, say like after, right after college, they get kind of the itch to get the fuck yeah. away from family. Just to kind, of, it's like this rebellious. I want to, I want a new experience. I want, like, you feel like you want to grow, and it's the time of it's appropriate mm-hmm. because people aren't asking you the questions they're going to ask you in five years. What are you doing with your life? What degree are you getting? When I was twenty two. I graduated. 
I tried out for the Laker girls. Surprise. I know you guys look at me and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. It was a, I look at my my previous life and I go, who was that? I grew up <laughs> dancing in a dance studio. My mom owned a dance studio, so I was in the studio all the time. And I was uh, captain of the dance team in high school for two years. Hmm. There was like four of us. But yeah, I was captain of the high school. Maybe it was one year. I can't remember. <clears throat> Anyways, then I go to UC Santa Barbara. I try for the dance team there. I did dance there for three years. Um, and we did. that was the first time I actually came to Florida was with, uh, we did nationals in Orlando. Okay. So that was really cool. I'd never been to Florida before. And then um, I tried out for the Laker girls, which I feel like was kind of the trajectory. So most of the girls, you know, it's like you have this talent or you have the skill that you've been working on since you were four years old. And then after you graduate college, you go, well, uh, maybe I'm not good enough to be a professional dancer in terms of like moving to L.A. and doing music videos and going on tour with artists because um, it's super, super competitive and you have a very, very short shelf life. <clears throat> yes. Most of the girls that I knew were like girls that would do like Laker girl stuff for like not Dallas Cow girl, but that sort of thing where you're sure. like a, a cheerleader for a sports team and you dance and shit. Yeah. So I go, okay, well, I'm in Santa Barbara. LA is like an hour or some change away. So I decided to do that. Didn't make it very far. And I remember coming back to Santa Barbara. My mom dropped me off and she goes, I can really see you staying here, like making a life here. Santa Barbara is fucking beautiful, by the way. If you haven't sure. been uh, st- like stunning landscape stunning landscape beautiful you don't get the LA fucking like the, the, just it's just a quieter place I think Oprah has a house there hmm. or in that area um, whatever it's just really nice a lot of rich people so it's just like oh the best um, downtown Santa Barbara is built around like a mission or missions I think and it's just the, the landscape is just beautiful right on the ocean the cliffs it's just kind of a small town vibe but big enough anyways so my mom's like, oh, I can really see you living here, making a life here. And I remember just thinking, and I was saying like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I'm thinking in my head, fuck that. I got to like, get out of here. Not because of that, I'm out. I go, I got to get out of here. And it, and again, Santa Barbara is probably one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to go. So that's the kind of thing where I'm kind of surprised because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of young people go, wherever I'm from, yeah, it's it's great, but like I got to go. Like I got to go do mm-hmm. some shit. I want to go on some adventures, and I don't want to do it when I'm thirty because a twenty-two year old's brain thirty seems like fuck. That's old. It would, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, um, from that moment, and then like maybe two months later, I had a job that I wrote out for the rest of the summer. And then it was just like, uh, I, I got an idea in my head doing laundry one day with a girl that worked there. Okay. <laughs> she was just like, um, I was like, I think I want to go somewhere. She's like, well, where do you want to go? And we're like, just doing laundry folding. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I went to Australia. It was cool. I was like, Australia? I'm like, well, they speak English there. That's kind of cool. Because I didn't want to go to a place and not know the language. And sure. So there was only a few places I could really go. I'm like, I don't want to go to fucking Ireland or the UK. It seems shitty. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, man, Australia's cool. They got some, like, crazy bugs. Her name was Danny, Danny Rose. She was just like, uh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy bugs and stuff. But, you know, the guys are hot. I was like, say no more. I'll see you there. And I left. And I, I remember I was on a plane and I was just like, and I'm like, what the f- I have no place to live. <laughs> I don't know where I'm That's going. That's so crazy. I had a place to stay. Uh, my, my dad's first cousin in like the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got picked up by a friend of his. He took me to this woman's house. I, I had met her when I was three. And all of a sudden I'm just like this 22 year old human. Right. 
She's like, I remember when you were shitting in your diaper. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to be shitting at three. You're but like, so yeah, some things don't change. Yeah, still, <laughs> I'm still shitting my pants. Yeah, little do you know, I just don't, uh, same thing. Same thing. I just don't wear diapers yeah. now. So for like three weeks, I stayed in the suburbs, and I would commute almost every day to the city, and just was like looking online, and then go to the houses, which mm-hmm. maybe wasn't the safest thing. And looking around, and I didn't go with anybody. A lot of people travel in two or three, where they, you know, have friends and girlfriends or boyfriend. I was just a lone wolf. And I remember to the point where uh, there's my first day in Sydney proper, like uh, Circular Key, I think it's called, where like the opera house Opera house, yeah. Yeah. um, And I'm like trying to take pictures of myself and like someone felt bad and was like, do you want me to take a picture of you? And I was like, yeah. And I didn't even have, I didn't even have a camera on my phone. I had like a- like a, a digital dispo- camera. Oh, okay, okay. Not dis- not disposable, but okay, just standalone digital. Yeah, yeah. And someone took a, a picture of me, and I just like I'm like all awkward, like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> against the fucking wall. I don't know. It's weird. So um, that that was crazy adventure, man. And I ended up uh, living with a Brazilian drug dealer, okay. as you do. Yeah, of course. I was just like I was like that's so crazy. No, no. He, like as you do, as I do. And it was just really funny because like. This happens all the time. I'm like, this guy, same with that guy that is it went to prison. I'm like, wow, he has all this money. And he like never goes to work. Mm-hmm. And we have just these random visitors. Like it's, then I'm like, oh, <sighs> he deals drugs. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. No problem. It's cool. Um, He was hot. And I remember like all of my friends that came to visit me fucked him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's a player. They're like, I don't care. He's hot. I'm like, all right, have and fun. And he's got lots of cash. Got lots of cash. And he was never wearing a shirt. I don't remember him wearing a shirt ever. What? And he wasn't, it was weird. He had a beautiful, beautiful face, stunning Brazilian man, just deep, like brown eyes, like tan skin, like sandy brown hair. Um, his name was Alan. He was a beautiful man. And he had like a six pack, but you don't really get credit for a six pack when you're like kind of thin. Yeah. It's like, they always say it's like a fat girl with tits. Like it's just. That you don't get points Comes for the it. territory. Right, correct. So he was like, had washboard abs, but I'm like, yeah, but he eats like, you know. 300 calories a day. Right, yeah. He has like a granola bar and some ice. Like, that's what he's eating. Mm-hmm. He just like was never hungry because he was just, I guess, on drugs he's all the all time. He's all cracked out. He was dealing marijuana of what I know, but I feel like there was probably more. Like, he was, he never bought groceries and I never saw him eat. So I'm like, what was, he smoked a lot of ciggies though. So maybe that was suppressing mm. the appetite. But anyways, so I like went on just these crazy fucking adventures. So, you know, sometimes when I meet people, I'm like, you didn't have just the urge to be like, and again, it's not like you would leave forever. I know a lot of people who've left for years and then come back to their hometown. Yeah. But, you know, usually there's just a few years where you're just like, you get the itch where you're like, I don't want to fucking be where my mom is. I don't want to be where my dad is. Mm-hmm. I want to be just kind of over um, overwhelmed with like new experiences and just and then you come back and some of the greatest part is when you come back and you're a fucking asshole because you think you're a world traveler right those are the most annoying people ever and i was that person for at least a year of my life i bet so annoying so fucking annoying yeah some things don't change yeah yeah you're right yeah you're annoying and you still shit yourself yeah i just remember being like no one's asking me where i'm from anymore (laughs) like that was a big thing coming home because i came back home to san diego and oh yeah because over there you had a weird accent i had a weird accent i was a i was a foreigner i was a farang which is, I think that means foreigner in, in Thai. I hope that's what that Fa-dang. means. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> We're going to get banned on Twitch. <laughs> farang, farang. It means you're a foreigner. So, uh, and people would ask me, and it's funny because, like, I could get away with slang that they couldn't. 
like okay. the Aussies couldn't that I met. They were just like, I can't. Like, I remember I would call my one girlfriend. I'd call her like, oh, baby girl, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And she was just like, I can't. It's just not cool when I say it. I'm like, yeah, but I can't say mate because that sounds right. fucking dumb. Yeah. I tried it. I tried it on for size. You I'm know, sure you did. I, I, the Aussies say it. The Brits say it. They are like, me mate. My mate. I'm like, oh, yeah, my mate. I'm like, it's just not. No. It's just, it's my, fr- it's my friend. It's my bud. It's my gal pal, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just can't pull it off. So, and it's to, to the point where like, you know, when you hear someone with an accent, you start repeating what they're saying. Cause you're like, it just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. People would do that with me. Like I, I remember I was at the beach with, with some of these, uh, Jew bags, I mean, friends. And, uh, I, I was saying like aloe vera and they're like, al-, I just heard them say like, aloe, aloe, aloe. Mama laid. <laughs> <laughs> inside a um but yeah like they would hear me say weird words like just oh, aloe and they'd be like at like they'd be like aloe like <laughs> it was like well i was like what the fuck yeah but yeah trying to say it all like proper yeah yeah they're like why do you fucking enunciate i'm like i don't know i'm fucking americans how we say shit over there mm-hmm. i'm like why don't you pronounce r's at any at the end of any word ever like i'll meet you at the bar <laughs> <laughs> Bar! <laughs> yeah, the weather. What? Where does the word end? Like, you know. So that was cool. I liked being <laughs> I liked being different. I was also fresh meat over there mm-hmm. for all the all the Jews over there. They mm-hmm. loved they loved me cuz I they thought I was just a fucking slut. Little did they know I was still a virgin. Right. Beep. Um but the thing that did fuck me up over there was I so I'm fresh out of college, right? I'm 22. I was pretty, I was pretty fucking cute, pretty hot, wanted to drink all the fucking time. And I didn't, I didn't understand the concept of a casual drink because much like someone in a starving country, when they see food and they're like, when you go to a party and there's still alcohol, you don't have the luxury of having a drink. You need to take shots because you don't know how long that alcohol is going to last. Okay. Okay, so when I would go to like, because a, a lot of times you try to, if you were planning on pre-gaming at a place, it had to be someone you knew, that it was going to be a small group of people where you were going to have alcohol, you know, sorted out. But if you were going to like a big fucking house party, by the time you got there, you didn't know if there was going to be alcohol left. Okay. A lot of times you'd run out or be in a bathtub, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to have jungle juice out of a bathtub. So if you wanted to feel anything, you better drink now. Right. So much, I had that 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 uh, scarcity mentality mm-hmm. anywhere I went. So I'd be like, oh, alcohol. And I would just like take a bunch of shots, which is not the fucking move, obviously, for your liver, your mind, your body, your yeah. soul. So when I came to Australia, the drinking age over oh, there is 18. And all the people my age had been drinking. Think about if you start drinking a few years before you turn 21, obviously. Mm-hmm. They were drinking since they were fucking like 12. Sure. Maybe not that early, but, you know, no, like 13, 11. 14. Yeah, oh. like a cool, yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> 14, I was drinking, I was like, 14, fuck. I didn't do anything when I was 14. So um, when I got over there, I was just a fucking drunk mess. And to the point where the girls in the group, and it was like a group of like 80 people, you know, have mm. rotated. You just yell out, David, and like 40 people. What? Jared, yeah. uh, Daniel, fucking everybody. What? Goldstein, yeah? Like, that's <laughs> literally what it was. I'm like, can we get some new names in this bitch? Mm-hmm. Like all wasn't David like one of the most popular names in Australia? Um, it's one of the most popular names among Jews. Okay, I don't know about that, but like David, Daniel, Adam, Jared, like that was everybody you needed to know. So, um, 
when I get over there, I'm just a fucking hot mess. I'm. They were like, why can't you just have a glass of wine? I was like, why? Just fucking chug, like, chug it. What? Chug it. Like, they didn't understand. So I. Why are you a- yelling? There's no music playing. We're right here. <laughs> I was just in party mode, man. I didn't chug know. Chug was- it now. Come on. Hurry up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. No one's even saying anything. Yeah, so needless to say, the girls thought I had a drinking issue. The guys thought I was super fun. <laughs> and so um, uh, one of them told me, like, hey, they think you have a drink problem. And I'm like, I don't have a drinking problem. Yeah. I'm just American. I can drink just <laughs> fine. Watch. <laughs> I'm no problem. <laughs> I had a big spill um, running in heels one time, and, and I think that's when... And when everyone's reaction was concern and not laughter, that's when it made me feel bad. Uh oh. I was running to a cab because this is before Uber, mm-hmm. and I had a, I had just <laughs> chugged like a a bottle like this bottle of a Jaeger bomb, like it was just Red Bull and fucking Jaeger, and I mixed it up and I like chugged maybe half of it, and then I decided to run after a cab in heels. And needless to say, I, I didn't finish the race. <laughs> <laughs> fell down hard yeah it was pretty fucking bad um so yeah i don't know so just i feel like a lot of people i don't know that um are my age or that i grew up with or that i was close to in college kind of went on adventures some people went made bad decisions when they went on adventures Mm -hmm. like i had one friend his name is james and he went to china and he was really excited about it. <laughs> and, he, and he's this big Mexican dude, okay? Okay. And he goes to fucking Shanghai. And he's kind of, you know, like, I would say, um, like, culturally sensitive. This is before, like, like wokeness was in full right. swing, full effect. But he was just like, I'm so excited to learn about all these cultures and da-da-da. This motherfucker comes visit me <laughs> in, uh, in Thailand. And he's like... I fucking hate Chinese people. Oh my god! <laughs> he's like the women are gross and they don't shave their armpits, and he's just like, I'm trying to. I thought it was gonna be, you know, he's thinking it's gonna be like anime porn and shit, and he's like, no. Mm. He's like, Anna, I see people shitting in the streets. Oh, I see people I defecating go. in the streets. He goes, the women have never seen a razor a day in their life. He goes, I fucking see hairy armpits everywhere I go. The men are shitting in the street. I, I don't want to do, I, I cannot believe I chose this path because he went to go teach English. Another girl, the girl that I'm going her to see get married, yep. she went to South Korea and, you know, showed me a picture of her classroom of the, the kids she was teaching. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my next question was? I mean, I know what the next question was. I don't know if we could say it on there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, so who's who? Would right. you be able to point them out in a right. lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know an African-American guy, like not a friend of mine, but like an acquaintance that I knew. Uh, and I would talk to him every now and then. And yeah. he went to China to teach English and, and do some writing. Mm-hmm. He's like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, and they would literally walk up to him and be like, can I touch you? Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? They're like, we've never seen a black guy before. We want it. Like, we don't know if you're real. We just want to t-. like. So they like poke his skin and stuff, like to see. That happened to a dance teacher of mine as well. He he went on tour. He was this black dude, and he muscular as well. Okay. Goes to I guess like Tokyo Disneyland or something to do. Okay. He was on tour in Japan. Yeah, and he said that same thing. Like people would be like, uh, "Can I like just try to grab him?" Yeah, like kids, just like yeah. Or or what happened too is he would say that he'd be walking out street and like 
a girl would hand her her phone or our camera to a, her friend, and like she would run up to him and like take a picture, like without even asking him or anything. <laughs> Rude. And he'd be like, "What?" And she's like, and they would either run Get away, back. yeah, or basically they'd say that we've never seen a black guy. We just, I want a picture with you know if you're <laughs> are you real? No. He's like, I'm what gonna, the fuck? I'm in a black suit, bitch. And he lived there for like I think a year, year and a half. So he, he was used to it, but he said it happened all the time. And and then I wonder about people like um, Naomi Nagasaki. Whatever, the tennis player. He's okay, half black, okay. half yeah. Japanese. Yeah. I mean, that must be the interesting kind of situation where, you know, you're not really accepted. Not, I don't yeah. want to say you're not accepted as being Asian, but you're really not accepted as being black. And well, you're saying, like, oh, you kind of look like us, but you kind of don't. Kind of don't. Like, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> you missed the mark. I see what you're going for. I see what you're going for there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never been the type of person to be like fully fixated on like my heritage I, some of my cousins are right like they're like oh did you know that are great and i'm like I, let me just stop you right there i don't care mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and i had a cousin who went to like our great great grandfather's funeral or a uh, graveside or whatever yep couldn't care less um i have an uncle that's way into like my family heritage and stuff mm-hmm. but he produces like a, a calendar every year with everyone's birthdays and it's like like the family tree. And yeah, he's really... Do you know that... Don't care. I really just... Why, these people may not even be... Re, like, may as well not even be related to me because that's how little I'm invested well, in Well, it's... So, like, 15, 20 years ago, it would say, like, you know, whatever the date was, so-and-so and so-and-so got married. I'm like, I have no... Like, okay, I might know who they are. Like, and, and it was like a key that said, oh, well, they're so-and-so married so-and-so who is so-and-so's daughter, blah, blah, blah. And now he's got so much stuff on it. It's like, I have... I don't even look at it. I'm like, I don't know who anybody is. Right. Why would it even matter? I remember I was listening to NPR one time and this woman like didn't know where she came from. I don't know if she was like adopted or something like that or her her dad like had all this information and then he died. Something, some weird story. And she was on like CBS News or something. And it's funny because I looked her up. I'm like, oh, I've seen that woman before. She was like half white, half Asian question mark, like Southeast Asian. Okay. Like either she didn't know if she was Indonesian, Mongolian, even though it's not really Southeast, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Thai. She didn't really fucking know. And she became obsessed with it. And she was taking all of these like 23andMe tests, Ancestry, okay. whatever the other ones are. Yeah. And the thing about those tests is they're only as accurate as however many other people are taking the test. So if it's like, if you're actually high but you most of your data is from mongolia mm-hmm. then it's going to place you as like 86 percent mongolian or whatever the case may be because they just don't have any thai data right so the more people that take the test globally the more accurate it becomes so she was really frustrated because she was taking all these different tests and they all said something different mm-hmm. so she had no idea like where she belonged and i was like why the fuck does she even care like sure it's easy for me to say because I fucking know. Like, I know mm-hmm. that I come from, like, Ashkenazi Jews in Eastern Europe. Some of the family went to South Africa. Some of the family went to America. Some of the family went to Argentina. Like, I just know yeah. that, and yeah. I'm. it's like, that's it. But if I didn't know that, and I was with a bunch of people or, like, was raised by people who didn't look like me, then you're you're like, why do you have dark skin? Like, why is your eye, why are your eyes brown? Like, that would probably fuck with you as a kid. Of course. If you feel like, well, I don't have an in group. Like, wh- who are my people? Okay. You know, because I, I can understand that feeling of like, if my parents were black or Asian and I didn't look like them, and it, and it was just this constant question of like, why don't I fit in? Mm-hmm. Why are people asking me questions? Why do I look different? I could see why someone would become obsessed with that, wanting to know. Like their genetic heritage. If you were adopted, would you want to find your real Ooh. parents? 
Um, like Matron, like Brian Matroni. I don't know. I know he has no interest in it. Right. I don't. I think I would want to know who you'd they wanna, were. You'd want to look him up, but not meet him. Maybe not meet him. Me too. Because it seems like I mean they gave me up for a fucking reason, right? Mm-hmm. They don't. They didn't want me. Whether they couldn't afford me or they just didn't want yeah. me or whatever. Yeah. And 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 it's not that they. You know, obviously you're saying that because that's the thing to say. But it's it's not that they didn't want you. It's they didn't want a responsibility. Of yes. A kid. Yes. Yeah. But you take that personally. Of course, because it is you. It, it happened to be you. They didn't want a kid, but also yeah. it, that kid is you, and you take it personally. Sure. So yeah, I could. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to know. I would. I don't know if I'd want to meet them. Yeah, probably the same. I'd probably want to know just like who they are, where they're from. But then also, I mean, that can also be like limiting, or you know, if they're a bunch of criminals and they're all in jail and they all uh, like are alcoholics, then you're yeah, like, but, is that going to be me? But you're more of a product of your environment. As far as that, uh, yes and no, but yeah. I mean, because your parents are criminals doesn't mean you're going to be a criminal if you're not raised no. by them at all. No, uh, it, it, those things are like really hard. I would more, say it's more environment. Well, what about like health stuff? If you looked it up and it was like health stuff, they is both a bit died major. of like you know family disease type yeah. shit when they were young. That might be I'm like limiting. oh shit, yeah, that would fuck with you. But it'd be good to know though. Yeah, so you can prepare, I suppose, <laughs> for your untimely death. But I mean, if it was like heart disease or something, you do more stuff to like make sure your yes. heart was healthier. Yes, you know? there's a lot of things that you can do to mitigate yeah. bad effect or bad genetics. You sure. know, make sure you stay away from red meat in that case, whatever, whatnot. Um, I would, you know, I don't think I would want to meet people that that gave me up. Right. But again, I don't really know. Not in that situation. Eight one three ninety bubba. Um. Yes, I feel like we need it. We barely address that Lummy is now a father. Is he? Yeah, he's a he's a papa, which is crazy. It's funny that everyone keeps saying that. They're not saying Ashley's a mother. Well, Lummy's on the show, so you know he's on her mind. And I think but it's that not, it's not as shocking that Ashley would be a mother. No, she was meant <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Bob McGrunt, two fourteen. Thank you. Um, yeah, Lummy or Ashley, like no one is like can Ashley hand. It's like that bitch is fine. Of course, of course, She'll be just fine. Um, Lummy, on the other hand, for those that, you know, know and love him, which we all do, um, it just seems like, it, you know, we make jokes about how he's barely able to take care of himself. How mm-hmm. the fuck is he going to take care of a child? Mm-hmm. But I think that his, I think with Ashley's help and guidance that he's going to be, he's going to be just fine. He's going to do a great job. Do you think this will make him, do you think this will change him as far as like being more responsible or anything like that, or just kind of... It has to, right? It doesn't have to. It can make you unravel even more. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, then it be, then it's then it's a problem. Like, if you... Here's the thing. Like, I'm all about... I don't think that there should be any limits in terms of age regarding your activities, things you like to do. Mm-hmm. So if you like to get fucked up all the time, you like to go to parties and do drugs and whatnot... If you are uh, 21 with a kid or 41 with a brand new baby, that's inappropriate to do. You should not be doing that if you have a newborn at home. Right. If you're 21 or 41 and you don't have kids or your kids are grown up or whatever and you want to party and do nose candy and all that sort of shit, I have no problem with yeah. that either. Like that's it, It's not age dependent for me. It's responsibility dependent for me. Mm-hmm. So if if you can't, and this is usually where I feel like a lot of problems lie when it comes to having children is, you know, maybe you have a gambling 
thing or you like to hang out with your boys or and not just saying boys but you could be girls even yeah, you know yeah. women too i'll say it both ways your peeps <laughs> your peeps or you want to drink a lot or you want to do whatever it just it becomes a problem when you have a responsibility waiting for you at home and you can't just do everything that you want to do because you you went into this knowing that your life was going to change probably the, the most dramatic change you, one can have in a life is having a child bubba be, blah, blah, dreams of being 2x 300 bits thank you so yeah, it's definitely going to, it has to change you. And if it doesn't, then it's just going to, it's going to cause problems. And then you start to think like, how am I going to fuck my kid up? Because mm-hmm. all your hangups, you're probably going to pass on in some capacity to your kid, right? Like my OCD, my kid would see me doing weird shit and be like, oh, that's how you do things. And that's kind of how I got it. Yeah. It's genetic. And also it's environment, uh, environmentally induced as well. Of course. So... It's like, and every person is going to be like a little fucked up because there's no such thing. Normal is a range, but Mm. no one just comes out like perfectly fine. And I don't carry baggage. It's like part of the human condition is suffering, right? I'm not trying to get really existential, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Part of the human condition is suffering. Everybody's going to deal with breakups or death or sickness or old age or disease whatever the case may be something is going to happen to you in your life and you got to have to you have to have the tools to to cope with shit and that's why i feel like you know when we talk about the pacification of america that's a real fucking problem cuz these people the, the younger people they they don't have the skills the coping mechanisms to deal with shit because they've lived very sanitized lives and i mean that metaphorically and you know physically and anywho, any other thoughts about Lummy being a papa? Um, I, I hope it will change him for the better. Become not that he's not responsible now because he is, but yeah, I think it's going to be a different level because you and I talked to my girlfriend who lives in. I don't even know where she lives now. She was living in Germany. She oh. may have moved to Australia. Okay, I don't know, but anywho, she just talks about how how you see your own life through a different lens because mm-hmm. not only are you just living your life doing your thing but you're like these kids are fucking watching me oh She's, yeah you know, these kids are watching me oh, and yeah. they will do what i do mm-hmm. so i have to you know if even if it comes to, and i'm she didn't say this but you know even if it comes comes down to like talking negatively about yourself like you know I'll, I'll, i even say to blitz or i'm like oh i got fucking cellular here and like you need to be fucking careful about how you talk to about yourself in front of your kids like oh look how fat mommy's arms are but you can't do that because then the kid's like oh well no i'm gonna have, have problems because you shouldn't have fat arms mm-hmm. or the case may be the kids pick up on that so she you just have to be so vigilant about how you talk about yourself how you talk about other people oh yeah all, and, and including like how you raise the kids as well but especially when they're they're you know of talking age and they're you know kind of smart but they're not they don't have the filter and you're with your friends, and they go, well, "Mommy called you dumb." Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> that can happen, you know, or worse, or or worse, <laughs> a filthy fucking whore. Yeah. Um, I know we have to take a break for editing purposes, so we're gonna do that now, and we'll be back in a few minutes. All right. Bye.
Oh, sorry. Whoa. Uh, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. 475, I'll take it. Um, Miss Daunting, feel free to call in. Bob Armand Grunt, 314. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. If you'd like to call in, 813-90-Bubba, that is the move. Um, I am going to California. I actually booked the flight, Blitz. Yay. I did it. Um, I found a solution with my mother. Um, and then I, I apologized for the way that I behaved because... Wait, when did this happen? Um, uh, earlier this week, maybe Monday or... No, uh, I don't remember. Maybe it's last week. You can't but you found a solution? Yes. So I'm not going to see her this time around, but I'm going to try to come back in December. Okay. For my uh, yearly retreat. I'll get that phone call in just a second. Hang tight. For my yearly retreat. I went on a retreat last week or last year, uh, <laughs> last week, last year, uh, to my dad's place. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Like, not that I was completely off the grid because I wasn't, but it's just such a good idea to recharge your mind and not have to wake up early for work and not have work and not have any responsibilities. What's and- that like? It's nice. It's nice. You know, it's just uh, some people get it a lot more than than we do. And I got it more than you did. But it was just nice to have two weeks of no responsibilities and sleep. I was sleeping like nine hours every day. I wasn't having I had trouble falling asleep one night. But every other night it was just like, you know, I went to bed and I try to stay on East Coast time, even in the West Coast. Right. Okay. So I'm trying to go to bed at like you know, 8.39, you know, sort of a thing. It was just fucking great. And waking up pretty early, 7, 8 o'clock, um, everything was pretty much closed because of the pandemic. So it was weirdly just really nice to, we did a lot of hiking, despite my father complaining about it, but <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. He'd be like, you want to go for a hike? I'd be like, yeah. And then the entire his hike, his idea, I want to take you to this place. We go. And then he's like, let's turn around. I hate this. I fucking hate this. And then it's, oh, and then I you know, push him through it. And I'm like, dad, you're actually fine. He's like, I think so. He goes, I think I'm having a problem with my heart. I go, dad, oh you're actually God. fine. I know this because you have enough energy to bitch about it. And he was like, oh. So we, we went to this, pl- it's a city in called San Marcos. It's like a suburb of, um. San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we went on this like, I mean, it was like two hours, but, and it was like all uphill, but it was my dad's fucking idea. We go to the whole, he's fucking complaining the whole time. And then as soon as we're going downhill and it's over, he goes, wasn't that nice? Let's, <laughs> I, we should do that again. And after I'm he's like, been complaining the whole time. Complaining the entire time. So, um, you know, it, listen, I'm only going for like two days and then I'm going to rent a car and go to, um, a city in Orange County called Tustin, which okay. I, I don't think I've been to before. And I'm going to go see my friend uh, Jackie get married nice. to Billy. Of course. I don't really yeah. know his name. Can't remember. But Jack and I were, um, she's a very sassy girl. She's very sassy. She's very, like, organized. She's, but weirdly enough, and she always had, like, a spice to her. She was a, I introduced her to Louis C.K. And we started listening to Louis okay. C.K. when we were, like, 20. And Louis C.K. is pretty spicy when he talks about some stuff. And then, you know, fast forward a decade and a half and she was posting stuff like about white fragility and all that feeling bad for being a white person sort of stuff. I'm like, Jackie, fuck that. Just just don't worry about it. 
Um, but she's just a, a very kind person. Um, probably my favorite person to go out with in college. Maybe mm. top five for sure. Because her and I could just we would just strut it up. She was a, she's one she's like a girl's girl. You know what I mean? She's okay. not tr- she's all about just like these are my girlfriends. Like f- like the like hoes before bros sort of a thing, okay. which is nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And and she was just always there. You know, if there you, know, you need a shoulder to cry, and she's like you know put on some lipstick and put on those fucking pumps. We're going out sort of shit, which right. I fucking like you need that kind of um so she sounds femme like boss dillon. she's t- i'm dating tim dillon uh, or not dating but i'm going to tim dillon's wedding uh let's take this phone call hello who's this uh tricking hey what's up <laughs> hey no i was just calling because i'll make it quick um your like bubba has so many stories but then when you have you're off the rails show like you have so many fucking stories too. Yeah, like, good, know, bad, mean, you, everything you between. A lot. No, like I always think about like you know the pussy and the cigarette, and you're like, don't look at their face. Like, don't just, look at the face. It'll ruin you. Live you live the life, girl, and I love I know. it. Thank you. It's in your it's early been thirties. Yeah. Well. Th- well. Yes. Mid. Nope. You're mid. thirties. Mid Yeah, I'll say early. Thirties. Early. Early until you hit thirty-eight, then it's mid. You know. Well, I'm 36, so I'm like, oh, I'm yes, and we're gonna we're gonna. Do- I like to do karma math when it comes to <laughs> my age. Mathematical karma? No, it's just a bullshit you're making up. What? He, just ignore him. He's just bitter. Mid He's bitter because he's bitch. in his late 40s. It's okay. I'm 36. Yeah. I'm sending my fucking birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's he's just listen. He's just bitter. Okay. He's upset because he's in his early 60s. It's fine. It's fine. Well, you actually look great. I was telling my friend the other day. So, what were you telling your friend about me? No, about Blitz. Me? Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't try to take my thunder, bitch. She was saying I look good, not you. The fuck. Okay. Well, this one sucks real quick. Yeah. Now I'm pissed at Blitz. Now we have to do a show together. Thanks, thanks, Trickney. I fucking hate this guy. Matching him like a goddamn. We're like fucking twins in this bitch. And guess what? I'm Danny DeVito. This fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good movie, though. Oh god. All right. Have a great week. All right. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye, girl. That's fucking what this is right now. Yeah, you're Danny DeVito. I'm fucking Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's so gross. The best shit ever that I've seen Danny DeVito do is he did a, a, a Always Sunny movie. Yeah. And he was naked coming out of a couch like it was being born, like he was being born out of a vagina, but it was a couch. Yeah. Funniest fucking scene. And it was part done. of a, it was a scene from, uh, it was always, always it was always sunny. sunny movie. Fun- it's always it was fun- a movie. It was a movie. I didn't know they made a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to Cali. It's going to be good. I'm a, li- I was telling you before the show, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm pretty savvy in social situations, but I, I do like to have a crutch going in. Okay. I think everybody does at least a point of reference like where to. you can walk in and you know somebody or you walk in with somebody so that you aren't just being creepy mm-hmm. and alone. Try, when you're trying to latch onto someone who you don't think maybe doesn't want you to latch onto them. Right. So if yeah. I walk into a, this wedding and I don't see anybody I know, what do I do? It's weird if you just go up to a random group and you go, hey, I'm, I'm ha- here. I'm We're hanging fucking, out with you. I'm hanging out with you, so I don't look weird anymore. That that's not the move. So right. um, I, I I was unable to bring a plus one. There are going to be people there that I know, but it's like they have like families and shit. 
Lame. <laughs> so that you know, it's it's just gonna be weird to walk in and you know, hopefully. You mean this dumb bitch's kid took my plus one? Yeah, that's pretty much what's gonna go down. Which is like, it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. But um, it's just gonna be maybe a little bit awkward when I walk in and I'm you know you can't you can't rely on the bride you know to be your friend you no. have to you, you need a they're, guest they're a little busy they're fucking busy doing shit and um you know it'd be great if I was placed at a table where I knew people but who knows if it's even gonna I think it's in someone's fucking backyard so I don't oh. know how that's gonna go down are we gonna have tables is it gonna be just kind of like a buffet and sit wherever I don't really know so it's gonna be a little bit awkward awkward but you know it'll be fine at least that's what i'm telling myself but no, the initial entrance is going to be uh, uncomfortable at no. best you're gonna walk in they're gonna be like the party's in the backyard you're gonna walk around and go hi i'm here where are the snacks snacks better be in field right in, you know in my view in my vision what is it field of vision is that what i'm trying to say sure I better see those snacks upon arrival i don't want to be hunting for snacks but here's the move this is the move actually i just figured it out you walk in, you go to the bar immediately. Go to the bar. Okay. Do that. And then that can buy you some time because maybe there's other people also getting drinks. And so you have time to kind of like do one of these. Where, like where, where the fuck is Michelle? Somebody? Like I, I know a Michelle and I know an Aaron. And I know, and I think that is all that I know. And I think the other one. You're going to ask someone, hey, have you seen Michelle? And she's going to go, it's me, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, maybe, but uh, I know a Michelle and I know an Aaron. That's literally two people. I don't know if the, I, I haven't seen either one of them since I graduated college. So I mean, I look pretty much exactly the same, hot and sexy. But sorry, what? Hmm. What? Um. Okay, I'll just put the thing. I ignored that. Uh, um. <laughs> have you gone to, or do you plan on going to any of your high school reunions? Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. I know people that went to the last one and I heard it was fucking terrible. Um one of my best friends went. Okay. And she had a uh a, a sexy Latin boyfriend that was trying to get co-opted by the gays there. Um okay. and it was just kind of cheaply done. Apparently when you are ASB president when you're in high school, so like when, you're when what? you what? ASB like Americans oh, okay. uh uh, uh Huh? American student body? Did I make that up? Huh? Is that what it is? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Something I don't student know. body. ASB, SB, whatever the fuck it is. And I just had a, a, a brain aneurysm. Heavy rotation. Yeah. Um. Apparently, you are responsible for like reunions twenty years down the line, oh, which I think is that. unfair. So it's like the ASB and the vice vice VP. <laughs> The what VP. the fuck is wrong with you? Did you, have, did you just have a stroke? <laughs> Whoa. And Alexa the vice ASB president. Up too. Yeah. They're like responsible for reunions literally decades later in life. And uh, it was just funny because I'm like, who's organizing this? And they're like, Valerie Russell. And I'm like, oh, because... Alexa, shut off! <laughs> Alexa, shut off. Thank you. I don't need that shit in my life. But anyways, yeah, apparently like associated. Oh, are we listening to us? Thank you. Associated student body. Is that, does that make sense? Then American student, like my brain just went up. Uh, Bubba dreams of being 2x 200 bits. So we should see how. I fucking swear to God. <laughs> Unplug that hoe.
control a video Oh no. You need to connect it first. Unplug that bitch. Oh, you unplugged it. You killed her. You killed Alexa. Remember to plug it back in though. Sorry. Trying to do a show, Alexa. It keeps interrupting me. I don't like being interrupted. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Teach you to interrupt me, bitch. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's going down. And um, I feel like there's really no good segue to talk about like uh, concentration camps. So I'm not even going to try to what the find fuck? a segue. I really wanted to talk about this, about what's going on in China that nobody's talking oh, about. Yeah, no one cares. The Uyghurs, Weigers. I don't know how you pronounce the name. But just to, you know, so we leave on a good note. I know we covered some stuff. We talked about Lummi's baby. We talked about how happy I am that someone has, has been fired and let go of the position mm-hmm. because they've got me fired, those fucking assholes, even though I'm grateful for them every fucking day. Is that possible? Is that, is that, does that make sense where you're like, I'm so grateful that that happened, but also fuck you? Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. Okay. Just so, you know, because it's, it's kind of like I mean, a weird, they, because, well, they convoluted. But you're not still saying that you're grateful because you're really not. I'm grateful it happened, but I'm, but also fuck them. Yeah, because they weren't doing it to like get to you. better me, right? No. It just was happenstance that it worked out in my favor. Of course, but right, but they, 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 the intention was they were trying to fuck my life up. Yeah. So yeah, fuck you. But anyways, um, China is carrying out Nazi-style experiments on Muslims with organ cutout and mystery injections. Chilling report claims. If you guys are unfamiliar with this, it is really fucking interesting um, that this is going on in the 21st century. And not that. How would you describe China? Is it a is it a first? It's not a first world country, but it is a first world country. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's a it's a it's going to be the leading economic power in 2025. So that is like three and a half years away. Mm -hmm. Less. They will exceed our GDP, our gross domestic product. They will exceed it. They will be the leading economic superpower in the world. Um, Much like, uh, you know, Nick Diaco was told to start learning Mandarin. There was a reason for that. And that's because most trade is done in English now, um, international commerce. And that's going to that's going to change because China is uh, running shit. Very, very close, almost on par with the United States at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And they're working at an exponential pace because guess what? They don't care about human rights. Exactly. So all these regulations that we have, they don't give a fuck. Nope. Which is kind of great for them, like because it's just if if you have a one track mind and and it is to get China on top on the global stage, that's the way to do it. Because if you have all these regulations and rules and you have to go through the the parliament, the Congress, and you have to go through you know the Supreme Supreme Court and all this shit, there's no checks and balances in the the Chinese Communist Party. It's like oh, I Xi Jinping or whatever Xi Jinping mm-hmm. he wants to do it, it fucking happens. That's what goes down. Of course. So, I, again, it's kind of hard to place, like, is China a first world country? Like, I, I don't know. In Beijing, yeah. Yes. But then most of the country are these really poor rural areas where yeah, people less, are running water. Less so anymore. Cause like, um, yeah, because most of them are flocking to the urban centers. And there's a lot of, like, cities that have over, like, I don't know, like 10 million people or something crazy. Right. So I, I, I know this because of, you know, kind of working in the firework industry. The past like 10 years, they're having a hard time getting people to work for, you know, pennies on the dollar, doing some dangerous shit like, out in the middle of nowhere. Because any, any like kid basically now is like, no, I'm going to go, you know, work for a, a factory somewhere making, you know, somewhat decent money. Yeah. Not out here, you know, messing with explosives where I could fucking die if I turn, if I right. drop something. Yeah. And they're, exactly. they're having a hard time getting anyone to work. 
Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, on top of the uh, heavy surveillance state that the Chinese people have to endure, no one suffers more under the, the communist re- Chinese regime than the Chinese people. I, I really have. Sure. A, so when I talk about my problems with China, know that I'm not talking about my, my problems with the Chinese people, even though, you know, the women refuse to use razors. That's not that's a separate issue. But my main issue when I talk about China is obviously the government. Um, my boyfriend, Dave Smith, mm-hmm. <clears throat> was talking about something that was kind of interesting. He said in places that are or in countries where it's less authoritarian, where you don't have just one party that's in control. So like communist China, so the opposite of that would be like the United States where you have the Democrats and Republicans. He's saying that there's far less of a chance of there being a revolution because it just it goes it swings right. It swings left. It swings blue. It swings red. And nothing really changes. Mm-hmm. So it's like this. Um, it's this illusion of change. Right. Where we're like, oh, finally, we have a Democrat in in office or, oh, thank God, now we have a Republican. When in actuality, it's just it's the same insulated group of bureaucrats, right? It's it's the deep state, whatever you want to call it. It's the uh, the people who are just kind of in the system, the people who have legacy, the Bushes, the Kennedys, the Clintons, shit like that. Those people, people that are going to uh, uh, Bohemian Grove like that, that that kind of elite class of the ruling class. And nothing really changes. It's it's a fake um it's a it's a it's a fake depiction of of change, right? So we think like, oh, Obama, oh, Bush, oh, it's just the same shit. These people are just like hungry warmongers that are just you know pumping um, the military industrial complex, but they'll throw a kicker where it's like gays can marry, and you're like, woo, mm-hmm. you know, which is great, but also like, is that really changing any? I, mean, I guess if you're gay, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Nothing's really changing fundamentally about like you know poverty or how we help veterans or you know stuff like that. Yeah. So when you have one party in power, you're, there's a much higher chance that there's going to be a revolution and in total change. Because when people revolt, there's no like other part. There's 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 going to be a just overhaul of how they do things. But when you have a system like America does, where it's Democrats and Republicans, like two parties where it's constantly in flux, you're much less likely to have a revolution. So good or bad, I don't know how you want to interpret that, but it seems like there's less ability for change, less mobility for change, because it's just you you pick a group and then if shit's going bad, you blame that group and you just and then the next eight years it's red and the next eight years it's uh, blue and it just kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. So. Um, take it as you will, but in China they can just pretty much do whatever the fuck they want, and people are so scared because you know I'm sure you can go to prison for not that much in China. But what's really terrifying is what they're doing. I think in the northeastern part of the country. Don't quote me on that geographically, but um, with the with the Uyghurs, and this has been happening. What would you say, like five, ten years at, at least. least? I mean, well, it's maybe five for a long. Yeah, time, but. but they're calling these camps re-education camps, essentially concentration camps pretty much what they're trying to do is they're trying to make china ethnically not monogamous what's the word i'm looking for uniform so that there's only one ethnic group which is the hans people right so if you're a uyghur that's a different ethnic group and also they're muslim which the chinese i guess aren't thrilled about so what they're doing, which is really fucking horrendous, is they're taking people from their villages or whatever, and they're putting them in these concentration camps. And, th- I mean, these people, as an ethnic group, will be eradicated in the next generation because they're sterilizing them. They're, you know, forcing them to take 
pills, which they tell them are vitamins, and um, they have to take them like once every few weeks, which doesn't make you don't take vitamin C once every three weeks. No. And they're ster- it's sterilizing the men. I think it's also sterilizing the women. It says here, inmates in the communist regime's network of re-education camps are allegedly being given mysterious pills, injections, and even having organs removed while still alive. So a lot of this stuff that like Dr. Mengele did in the mm-hmm. Nazi party in the 30s and the 40s with the Jews, it's kind of re- resemblant of that. Says Nazi doctors conduct, you know, okay, we know that, but it's allegedly similar sinister practices going on today on Uyghurs and other political prisoners who are rounded up and bused to camps in China. According to Western estimates, between 1 million and 2 million people from northwestern province of Xinjiang um, have been incarcerated at these facility, facilities during Beijing's campaign of oppression. I think I, well, I don't know if it was vice or not, but they, I followed these people who tried to find these education camps, re-education camps. Okay. Uh, they got that shit on lock, man. Um, and it, it I don't want to say it doesn't look that bad from the outside, but it's just, uh, I think that the one that I saw, it was just like uh, kids. And so they're, te- they're kind of indoctrinating them, like singing stuff about China, this, that, and the other. But beyond that, and I think I heard uh, y- y- Yomi Park, the North Korean defector, she was talking about shit like this, that <clears throat> they're just giving people uh, pills that sterilize them so that you know they have to re-educate one pop one generation and then after that they're done now are like are they having you know is the rest of china having a problem quote unquote with them moving into that part of china or are they still staying in their own little province area wait what say that again because you know like the the it's not it's, it's not a separate uh country they're still part of china no i know that but it's but like they're still like far away from like "Quote unquote mainland China, they're up in like up in the corner." Mm-hmm. And so, would the rest of China have a problem with that? Nope. I don't think the rest of China has a choice. Like, you don't do anything against the government. You're so scared of the government. I know, but I mean, like, because if you're if you come out and you go, stop doing that to the Uyghurs, all of a sudden you go missing. No, I know, but like, <laughs> what's like, why have all of a sudden they started doing this? Oh, like why all, uh, of a, all of a sudden have they? Um, I don't know. I don't know. How long has Xi Jinping been in power for? Because I think that this is just like um, uh, a continuation of something that they've been that's been in effect for probably the last 60 years about getting China on top. And then it's kind of just like, you know, when you're getting in shape and stuff and you're trying to dial it in, you're like, okay, I lost some weight. I'm going to cut the hair and I'm going to put on the shoes. And I feel like that's what they were doing. They were trying to you know, become more uh, a less of a rural uh, agrarian society okay. and become in, more industrialized. They were doing that, and they're like, "Man, this is really working. This is going really well." Okay, we'll put more people in and factories. That was just the next step, and then the next step is like, "Okay, let's become ethnically uniform. So let's get rid of these assholes because they're kind of causing some problems. Let's put in more cameras." So they're just kind of like dialing it in to become like okay. the most powerful country. I think. Okay, that would because they probably had some other shit. You know what's really fucking weird is I mean, like it's, it, although it's part of their con- like you know attached to their country, I mean it's kind of like their Alaska in a way where it's like eh, it's up there but whatever. I mean it's not like it's separate. It's, I know it's attached and also like <clears throat> the Chinese people. What are the what are they gonna fucking do? They they say one thing and then it's like okay now your credit score is zero and you go and you go to jail. Yeah. So they're just like fuck it. It's it, they they're running shit over there like it's fucking not the Nazi party. Okay, like the people are extremely scared of the government. They cannot speak out against the government. Remember, like there were a few um, uh, whistleblower doctors or researchers that were like, "We're doing gain of function." Yeah, and then they're gone. And then it's like, 
and then it was like we knew that this was transmissible human yeah. and they're gone and like and then they just disappear and then they, when they come back they go I'm so sorry. And they're just like a fucking robot, you know, a shell of the person they used to be because they were probably drugged, beaten, tortured. And it's like, we're going to kill your whole fucking family. Like, they don't care over there. So um, it's just a, a really fucking sad situation that's going on over there. And it's like, you know, do you ask yourself, uh, maybe if you're a business person, um, maybe I shouldn't do business with China, even though they make my textiles for a quarter of the cost that I could get made you know, on U.S. soil. I mean, you have to. You go, maybe that's not the move. Maybe we shouldn't be trading with a place that is um, putting its own people into concentration camps just because of their ethnicity and, and the god they worship. Like that, That's probably not a good idea to help fund uh, essentially U.S. dollars inadvertently and indirectly and dollars from all over the world. But, you know, these concentration camps aren't free. They need to be mm-hmm. you know, built with money that they're getting from somewhere. And if we're doing business with these people, is it something that we should kind of, you know, look at? But at the end of the Make, day... It makes sense, but if you if you run a business and you go, you know what, you know, we, they shouldn't be doing that to their people, so I'm going to go ahead and have it made somewhere else. And then everyone you work with goes, well, hold on. We made $20 million last year, and because of your dumbass idea about not going to China, we made $3 million this year. Now what are we going to do? Right. And go, back it, to China, go back to China. Yeah. Like, and the, you, yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, if you don't do business with them, someone else will. Exactly. So you, you do it. I mean, oftentimes I'll look at, you know, should I buy? And I'm like, uh, do I even want to look at the tag? Yeah. What what horrible country <laughs> was my, like, faux leather, vegan leather purse right. made in? Well, it's like, I, you know, I'm not a big, you know, uh, a, prayer, a rare precious metals, all that. But uh, I, I only buy blood diamonds. Me too. Yeah. As you can tell, I love jewelry. Me too. Because I have beautiful nails and hands. Um, but I yeah, my watch on today. Yeah, you're you're completely nude. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean I I think about that and I'll like I'll I'll see the tag of something I bought. It's like mm-hmm. made in China, made in Cambodia, mm. made in Indonesia, Ma- Myanmar, India. I'm like I know an 11 year old has one less finger. Because they made this bag. And I Is wear that why you buy two of them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I buy six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that, again, it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, but like, but I got to do. Can't care about everything. And that's the thing is that that's people don't it. understand is like, and, and I'm not going to say, you know, throw blitz under the bus, but we were talking about something that was kind of tragic yesterday. And he's like, well, I don't even, can I be honest? I don't give a fuck. And I go, wow. I mean, neither do I, but I have the courtesy not to say it out loud. But it's one of those things where... The sad thing is I have that so often. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) But it's one of those things where there's so many egregious and sad things that are going on simultaneously all of the time that Mm -hmm. if you were to get upset over more than one or two, you won't be able to function because life is tragically sad. Especially if you have no control over any of that stuff. Yes, but also more so it's that like it's so disconnected. Like these people are on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's an American, like we're so invested in this Gabby Petito thing and we had definitely have a lot more compassion for her and what she's going through versus like possibly the million, a million people that are possibly going through genocide right now. 
So when you kind of take a, a, the scope out and go, well, which one is worse? You go, well, clearly, you know, millions of people um, getting sterilized and organs removed and getting murdered and reeducated in, in camps is, is, is a lot worse because that involves a lot more suffering. Mm-hmm. But that's all the way in China. And Gabby lives in like Sarasota area. So I'm more invested in that, you know, which is totally fucking normal. That's and you shouldn't feel bad for it. That's just kind of how the, the the human brain computes things is that you, you have more compassion for, pe- first of all, better looking people. Holy shit. They're saying this is a white thing. I think this is, an, a, and maybe that's, I can't confirm or deny, I think it's more compassion because she's cute. If she was oh, gross, for sure. if she was gross, no one would care. But how she's many, cute. How many people go missing every day? I mean, hundreds, I imagine. I would think so. I mean, at least, I mean, look, at a minimum, a hundred. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's way more than that. You don't hear like none yeah. of that on the news. Yeah, and again, it's like, well, you're going to report every single one. I get that. So w- why this story? Like, why this story? Is it because you know? Is it because she's white? Okay. Is it because she's attractive? I th- I that's think that's definitely part I of it. I think that that's more you know what it is, and also it's not just that someone went missing. It's like. There's also turns, like he oh, no, returned without her. Yeah, like, yeah, that's... no, the story is weird, of course. The story is interesting. Okay, yeah. so he came, hold on, so he came home, and she's nowhere to be found, and he's not talking to the police? And he, I'm interested. He like, came home in her van. In her fucking van, yeah. and they're like, where's Gabby? And he goes, mm-hmm. Who? Ah. Who? Gabby who? <laughs> then he goes missing. Like, this is, now there's of a manhunt for him. Like, this is interesting shit. I'm invested in the story. I want to see how it's going to pan out. Do you think they're going to find him by the end of the weekend? Uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I hope so. I hope they alive. find that little bastard. Dead I think he's alive. alive. And I also, and, and I, I think B. Fennel was saying this, the woman in chat. I, I too was thinking the same thing. I think he's, he's getting help. Like someone is help aiding him. Well, that, so I think that's part of why they did the arrest warrant. So up until the arrest warrant, his attorney or whatever could help him. Now the attorney cannot, I mean, the attorney has to almost immediately plan for him to turn himself in now because of the arrest warrant. Wait, explain that up until that point, the attorney could give him like if he, counsel. He's just a person of interest. Yeah. So the attorney can be like, look, stay at my house. I won't tell anybody like he could do all that. Ah, uh, but he now could, he would be, um, illegally responsible if he was hiding him or something. Yeah, he would get in trouble from the bar. He could get like disbarred and stuff. Yeah. Now, now, because that happened kind of like last night-ish, the attorney has like probably till today, like if he's doing, any, if he's harboring him at all, like who knows, but if that's the case, then he, like today he's got to be contacting the FBI or whoever that was in Wyoming and say, hey, we want to turn ourselves in. Here's, you know, here's the deal. So let me just ask you this because you know a lot more about this than I do. Um, so if he was hiding him and there was a, like the manhunt was going on a few days ago and they're spending thousands of maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to find him mm-hmm. and the attorney knew where he was, but he wasn't a suspect yet. Oh, well. Okay. All right. He's, I didn't have to say anything. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't morally now, I obligated now, or yeah. legally obligated. Yeah. Now, if they came to the attorney, which they probably did, and said, hey, do you know where he's at? I don't, I, I don't know what he's allowed to say or not. Because they're not, he's he's not under arrest. They just want to talk to him, which they don't. I mean, they don't ha- legally have the right. To, I mean, they have the right to ask, but mm-hmm. but now he's, which also, I read the arrest warrant and kind of like what Dan said, it might be complete bullshit, because it said that he used her credit card and debit card to buy a bunch of stuff on like the thirtieth. 
she might have been with him or been around or said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like, yeah. nobody really knows. Here's my car. Go take care of it. Yeah. Chances are probably not. Probably not. But. But that's not using, unheard of. No, but they're using that. They're using credit card fraud to get him. They're just trying to get something. Yeah. Because now, because now if somebody's harboring him, they're not allowed to. Mm. So I'm, th- I'm, I'm sure so that's So anybody who's protect, trying to protect him is now going to be legally res- held responsible as well. Lawyers, for aiding and abetting. Lawyers and stuff. Yeah. And. Probably like if it's if his parents and stuff like now they can ask the parents mm. different questions and okay possibly get them in trouble. Good, good. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find him by the end of the weekend. Hopefully alive because I think that that I think that would just if I can be honest that would just be better for the story. Of course, because then we get some questions, we get a trial. If he's dead, it's like yeah, it kind of kills the fun. Well, I think does it kill the fun? Kind of kills the. It fun. does. I I think if he's alive, which I do at this point think he is, um. He's not going to talk at all. He won't take the stand. He won't yeah. talk. But, you know, more details will come out with the coming days and weeks and mm-hmm. the autopsy, the official autopsy, which I think happens on Tuesday. Um, so we'll see what happens. They'll hope, hopefully have a cause of death. Yeah. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Yep. Thank you for all the bits. Thank you for listening, all 415 of you that made it to the end. Appreciate you. Uh, Blitz, thank you for everything you do, as always. Appreciate it, and have a great weekend. We'll see you guys Monday morning. Bye. Bye.